MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to more to it, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey deeper conversations always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story i'm your host marcel swally that dude all right y'all let's get this started with what's up with that dude man did i have a day and i'm the type that when i know i'm about to have a busy day i can't sleep the night before like i can't sleep long because i'm like get to it uh and it's crazy because my son has the same trait like, if he's excited for the next day or he knows he has to get it in, oh, that boy ain't going to bed. <laughs> and when he does, he's right back up. Same here. Oh, it's the worst around Christmas time. So pumped growing up and still to this day. Like, oh, my God, tomorrow's Christmas. Go to sleep and it will be Christmas. But I can't sleep. So now I'm making it harder on myself. So had one of those days where I had to wake up, check out this other football league um, to see if I'm going to coach there as well. In addition to the league that I'm happy in and loving. But uh, there's just so much. I don't want to overtrain these kids. Um, I want them to play ball. Uh, if And I'll give you one of my, my tips or secrets, I guess. Um, the way I run my practices, one hour, once a week. They're young. Um, I know it's going to ramp up as they get older. But so for that one hour, 30 minutes are just skill specific, right? Um, we're working on footwork. Uh, we're working on mindset. We're working on angles. We're working on alignment, assignment, attack, triple A. I always tell my kids out there, watch me coach. I say, time to call triple A. Oh, it's time to break this play down. We start with our alignment. Then we have to know what we have to do, our assignment. And then it's time to attack, right? Trust your eyes. Go get it. You know, never guess, but anticipate. and Let's go get it. So 30 minutes is that. And guess what the last 30 minutes of every practice I have, what we do? We play football. <laughs> All I am is the referee and the coach, but I'm not there to draw up plays. 
I'm not there to call defenses. I'm not there to yell out coverages. I'm there to let these kids creatively think through the game themselves. But I enforce the rules and I enforce the science of football because it doesn't matter how good you are, it's how well you play. So I make sure that when they're doing something, I say, why'd you run wide? You should have ran at him and then threaten him, stop his feet, little stuff like that. But I let them play. They call their own plays and their plays suck. <laughs> I'm like, dog, y'all already, we just went through our practice for 30 minutes. Why y'all out here calling these stupid plays? Every play is a bomb, basically. Launch pad, every play, missiles. I'm like, dog, if you don't throw the damn ball two yards and let him run, he's fast. Just give him a, a yard of space. He'll take care of the rest, but they don't do that. They run 90-yard bombs every time. So, check out that, that league. Um, from there, uh, I went to a camp, had to pack, get ready, take these itty-bitties on vacation, blah, blah, blah. A lot of stuff, man. Busy day, busy day, but a lot of love. So, Hope you guys are having an amazing one because we in the summer now. Uh, summer is not to me when the weather is the warmest. Uh, summer doesn't start when, you know, you're saying it's hot outside. It's time to barbecue. Now, summer starts as soon as them kids out of school. <laughs> it can be cold, but them kids at home and you got to run around and chase them. Summer is here. So let's talk about these Denver Nuggets right now. Excuse me. Let me put some respect on their name. The world champion Denver Nuggets and Coach Michael Malone um, still Still a little hot, still a little mad at how they didn't get all the shine they deserved through the process, right? So he throws a little shade at LeBron James, LeBron James, and the Lakers, because um, you know what happened here. Let's talk about it. You know, my man never misses his words on any topic publicly, so it still appears to to kind of get to him, irk him a little bit. And he has no problem throwing a bit of shade after the Nuggets' big wins. Oh, man, so it seems that, He's not quite over the fact that y'all let the media, yeah, y'all let the media talk about the Lakers and LeBron more than the Denver Nuggets winning the championship through that process. Um, and James immediately opted to toss out the idea of potentially retiring when they got swept by the Nuggets. Remember that? And because LeBron is LeBron and he's earned all of that LeBron love, the comments shifted the entire narrative around the Lakers within hours of Denver, just broomsticking them, right? Like sweep, sweep. And then instead of us celebrating, wow, four straight on the Lakers, the playing champs, we over there saying, damn, we may miss LeBron. No, no, no. And Mike Malone sitting there like, hey, that fool ain't retiring. <laughs> what is say? He ain't going nowhere, but we are to the championship to win it, right? So he was on the Pat McAfee show and uh, he discussed a bunch of stuff, but – one of the topics was this as well. And he said, he said when he was answering one of the questions, uh, speaking of the Lakers, I just want you guys to know this is breaking news. I'm thinking about retiring. <laughs> I was like, damn, you stupid. Oh, man, clearly he is upset at y'all and me, I guess, the media for uh, opting to discuss the Lakers more than his own team. Now, he ain't really mad at me because I, I just – I think websites do a better job of just telling me who won and all that stuff. I'm not into like sports media for like X's and O's. I'm in for the whys, you know, tell me why that happened. And the I's and U's like I, you like, tell me, tell me about you. Tell me what got you to that place. Tell me about the person that made that player that made that thing happen that I can't do. Right. That's why I love sports. Like, damn, 
where you get all the muscles from? <laughs> and how do you learn to flex them like that and just ball out and just hit them with a Barry Sanders, right? Goodness, stuff of that nature. So when the narratives get into it, when no thing, no thing can stop us from talking about the Lakers. Good, bad, or ugly, we're going to talk about the Lakers. Good, bad, or ugly, we're going to talk about the Cowboys. Good, bad, or ugly, we're going to talk about the Yankees. Like, And then, you know, it helps when they win their championship. It justifies it and validates it. But it's been 20-some years for the Cowboys. Lakers just won like three years ago. So I get some of that, at least most of that. And then, you know, the Yankees, the Yankees still got Judge and still Beast. But same time, why we always talking about them? (laughs) God dang. Um, I know big markets and all that stuff. I'm not going to bore y'all and y'all not going to bore me with the same responses, but um, one thing I do notice is that even the players, even the coaches notice, and they're like, come on now. 30 teams line up to play basketball in the NBA. One is victorious. Can we craft a narrative? Can we have actual specific sports media coverage that is really riding a wave of success? Like, talk about who's winning. Don't give me that market stuff, because when LeBron was in Cleveland, small market, we talked about it, right? So it's not about Jokic, and he's not the type of player that you want to follow, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the team won it all. We're going to talk about other teams that didn't win it all just because, well, those are the storied teams. How did they become storied? You kept talking about them. Well, now make the Denver Nuggets a story, because the dynasty, You got to go through Denver, and I'm a Clipper fan, but God dang, you got to go through Denver right now. Everyone knows that. So I appreciate him throwing the shade. More than that, I appreciate him not hiding behind the podium, and that's what I don't want to see from any athlete. And, you know, more and more guys are active players with their own podcast. More and more coaches are just like, I'm going to go right to that line. You ain't going to find me because I ain't going to go that far. But at the same time, hey, bro, that's that BS. That's that BS. So – Call it like you see it, man, so we can see more of it. Like Jamal Murray, Jokic, Porter, Junior. Come on, man, Gordon. Aaron Gordon's so happy that now he in a good place. He's so happy. He look like he's just jolly out there. So, man, give them boys some more love. Give them some coverage. Oh, speaking of coverage, y'all might be losing y'all internet coverage. Me too. All of us. I am a nerd. Y'all know that. Don't let none of this big old used-to-be-muscle fat fool you. I am a big nerd. Not the smartest kid, but certainly the most curious kid. Like front of class, teacher's pet, apple in my hand. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> you know, yes, sir. No, sir. Um, and this story is nerding me out. I love it. NASA warns of internet apocalypse that could disable the internet for months. Did y'all hear me? The inter- Yes, this. So I'm gone. We're not talking no more for months, you and I, because you ain't got no internet. You ain't going to get to me. I ain't going to get to you. You imagine that? So they launched a spacecraft as part of a mission in an effort to avert a potential internet apocalypse that could leave people without access to the internet for months. U.S. space agency's Parker Solar Probe, Parker Solar Probe, has achieved a significant milestone by navigating through the solar wind. Solar wind, y'all. Ooh, we going deep. I feel good right now. Where my Columbia degree, right? <laughs> Let me go find it. Scientists have warned about the potential impact of an upcoming solar storm commonly referred to as an internet apocalypse, which could strike within the next decade. Ooh, ooh, ooh. MJ in high school, my girls in high school and no internet. <laughs> I ain't even got to punish them. 
I'm like, nah, live. Do what you want to do because you can't do anything without no internet 10 years from now. Goodness, that will be hilarious. All parents is just going to clap like, ah, and then they're going to be mad because they can't get on their Instagram as well. Golly, I think Instagram is more popular with parents than it is with kids. Goodness, people always on the gram. Me too. (laughs) So the spacecraft, which was launched in 2018, took a remarkable journey, they say, that brought it close to the sun's surface where the solar wind is generated. I don't know why I never thought about this, but the sun's surface and wind, I never thought were going together. I never thought there was wind around the sun's surface. I always thought like everybody else, it's hot as hell. And I wish it was windy, (laughs) right? But you ever been somewhere where it's so hot and it's windy, like Vegas or sometimes in Dallas? Jesus, that hot wind is, whoo, you like, goodness, this hurts. So you imagine the sun's surface, solar winds, goodness. Solar wind consists of continuous stream of charged particles emanating from the sun's outermost atmosphere, known as the corona. Remember that? Or eighth grade or something. And despite the harsh conditions of intense heat and radiation, the Parker Solar Probe persevered in gathering vital information about the sun's workings. I love this story because they're trying to fix this Internet apocalypse before it comes to fruition. Got to do it. So um, Professor Stuart Bale, got to give him some props. I give him some love. Uh, he, he served as the lead author of the study and explained the significance of understanding solar wind. Yep. And he says the winds carry a lot of information from the sun to the earth. So understanding that mechanism behind the sun's wind is important for practical reasons on earth. It's going to affect our ability to understand how the sun releases energy and drives geomagnetic storms which are a threat to our communication networks, right? So such an event could cause people like you, like me, to lose internet access for months or even years. Wait a minute. You buried the lead, damn it. You said months. Now it's (laughs) years? Oh, man. And it would render satellites and power lines useless. You imagine. No, that's for real. Let's have some fun, y'all. No internet for a year. What you giving up to say, no, that can't happen. What would you give up in your life? Like, what would I give up? Would I give up for a year of no internet? Or, or that, like, that's getting towards my car. Like, oh, I'd rather have internet for a year and ride the bus, I think. What would y'all, would y'all rather? <laughs> I'd rather, yeah, I'll Uber around, I guess. That's the bus. That's the modern day bus. But I'd rather have a year of Uber and waiting and waiting, and then it's coming and jumping in that that Uber X versus no internet. What else is there? Got to keep my house. As long as I got my house and internet, that's life. <laughs> like for real, you can strip away everything else: car, restaurants. Like I ain't going to eat. Whatever you want, just give me my net. That is hilarious. I want to see y'all in the comments. Tell me what y'all would give up just to keep y'all internet. That is funny. All right. This is something that turns out funny, but it wasn't funny at first. At at her husband's funeral, a woman leans in to say goodbye and notices he's blinking. Now, before I even get into the story, I have been to funerals before, and I'm sure you guys have as well. And that stare, you look at them and you're like, I swear they moved. Or no, I'm serious. Like, not like a, a, a big violent movement. I'm just saying like, they're not completely still. Or I know this has happened if you haven't seen that one. They cry. Like there is a tear. Like, and I'm like, oh, 
Yeah, I've seen that as well. All right, so let's just go through this one. This one is actually, I don't even need to give it any color. The story itself is the story. This is insane. All right, so summary of events is this. Nola Swart, made a Swart be with you, was having a mother-daughter weekend with her daughter, Kelly, while her husband, Fred, and his best friend, James, were at their lake cabin on a fishing trip, right? Y'all get this? Me either. So Nola gets a call from James saying something happened to her husband, Fred, and that he's dead. Damn, he just went in. He came in hot, didn't he? <laughs> I mean, no pleasantries. So Nola then drives up to mountains, to the mountains, to meet James at the coroner's office to see Fred. This is real, real story, y'all. Coroner suspected that Fred had a massive heart attack and died instantly. So this is sad right now. Super sad. Coroner recommended to have an autopsy performed by a pathologist, to which Nola declined and said, never. No one is going to cut up my Fred. Let him rest in peace. All right. So the coroner issued a death certificate so they could proceed with the funeral. Nola said Fred always wanted to be cremated, but before they had an open casket ceremony the next day so they could pay tribute to Fred. Ah, so they were going to cremate him, but they're like, ah, let's give him an open casket first. After prayer and everybody taking turns saying their goodbyes to Fred, funeral director was getting ready to take the coffin to the crematorium. And Nola stops him and says, wait, wait, wait. Please wait. I need to say goodbye. Now, right now, you're like, this can't be real. This is a movie in the making. Goodness. I can't believe this is a real story, but y'all know it's about to twist. And Nola walks up to the open casket with Fred and says, I love you. I will always love you. And kisses him and caresses his face. Is this the notebook part two? What the hell is this? And as she is looking down, she thinks she sees Fred blinking and thinks she is having hallucinations. Like I said, I've been in this moment. Not all this backstory, but in that moment, I'm like, okay, you sure? Okay, you gone? All right. Then he blinks again, and she notices he's alive. And the funeral director thought she was imagining it, but then Fred kept opening his eyes. Ah! Now you're like loving life because he's alive, but now I'm kind of scared. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> so they call 911 and get him in an ambulance to the hospital. Shut the shit. He's alive, y'all. Hospital and doctors ran tests and determined that something plunged him into a deep coma. Now, that's redundant because they said coma, deep coma. Like, like, like All comas are deep. <laughs> that ain't normal sleep, doctor. And then deep coma, suck a hair, fooled everybody. So they think it was a bee sting that he had an allergic reaction to the venom and made him appear to be dead. Okay, I just learned something. Don't go to this mountain. <laughs> Whatever bees are up there, God dang, they killing cats up there. Killer bees for real. So Fred was home within days and had a full recovery. And y'all know what I'm going to say. This was a miracle. <laughs> oh, my God. Fortunately for Fred, Nola had refused the autopsy or the traditional funeral for which she would have been subjected to an embalming process, right? All those decisions that you just... Like, ah, uh, no, 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 don't cremate him. No, 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 no autopsy. No, 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 no. Don't embalm him right now. Just open casket and then we'll get to the cremate. What? All of those decisions kept him alive. So if she had chose to have an open casket ceremony, um, that's how it all got discovered, thankfully, because she chose that. So that's the things that saved him, man. A uh, man that was alive, but in a deep coma. My goodness. What do I take from this story right here? Wow. <laughs> um, what's amazing is, man, 
because we're going through this right now in our family. Um, I have some some family members that are sick, and it's weird. I the thing I hate the most in this world is death, and that doesn't sound profound. But some people, some people don't mind death. Like you know, some people are like, no, I hate some other things more than death because death is inevitable, right? And I know it's inevitable and I know psychologically I'm not in the healthiest place because I always fight and hate death. And I don't hate it for the pain of dying. I don't hate like, how am I going to go out? I hate the fact that I'm going to be gone from those I love, right? My wife, my four kids, my family. And I use death to remind me to live. I use it and I'm sure you do as well. Like you got to tap back into that vibration of appreciation. And for me, death actually does it in a weird way. The most negative thing or the, the thing that ends it all is the one that gives me all the life. Cause I'm like one day they're not going to be here one day. I'm not going to be here. Whoever that is. What? So man, I'll go around and I'm so mindful of death. Like, and, and it comes in so many different versions. So, you know, I look at my kids and I'm like, yesterday we went to Lachma Museum, right? And we're walking around the museum and I'm holding my three-year-old. And that's okay because she's light. She's itty bitty for real. She's, she's just wiry. But my four-year-old wants the same love. She's only a year older, but she a brick house. Like she gigantic. So when you carry her, you're like, ah, oh, you are laboring. You are working. You filling out a W-2. Like, God dang, this girl is heavy. Point being, though, I do it every time. I pick her up every time. I, You know me, I sweat. So I'm sweating out my little clothes, whatever the hell I got on. I'm there for them. And the reason I do it, even when I don't want to do it, is because it's going to be a day where I can't pick her up anymore. There's going to be a day she's not going to be asked to get picked up. Right? And that's not even death. That's just reminding you to live in the moment because those moments will shift. They will change. They will evolve. And ultimately, they will end. Godly, Lord. So that's why I did this story, y'all, just to remind y'all to stay in the vibration of appreciation. Told y'all, I'm going to use anything to get to some life lessons. <laughs> Usually sports, but um, sometimes other ways to get there. Love y'all. All right, y'all. That'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! Want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to it is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, Dad Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcellus Wiley, Paul Anderson, and Nick Pinella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wiley's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming for more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.